This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about news from the preseason, including who was cut, who made the team. We talk about all the drama surrounding RG3, and I give my yearly precarious predictions. This and much, much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, Josh? Yo, 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 yo. what's happening, man? Excellent. Excellent. We are without John today. Hold on. First, let me say welcome to Harry Hog Football, episode number 390. 390. In in which we talk about the upcoming season and all the news that we've missed over the last couple of months. Which, (laughs) Which is quite a bit. And I don't think we're going to be able to hit all of it. Obviously, we missed uh, talking with everybody through training camp and, you know, through, uh, you know, a lot of the the drama that's gone on in the past couple of weeks. Um, we'll try to catch up on some of that stuff but and, and preseason games. Um, but uh, we'll try to catch up on some of that stuff here in the next uh, half hour, 45 minutes. Um, but but to talk about John, John is obviously not with us today. Um uh, Aaron, you could fill fill everybody in a little bit on that situation. Well, the deal with John, and some of you know from following us on Twitter and everything, is that he, at the end of June, had um, hospital. And long story short, he has heart failure, and so they've given him a, um, a heart pump, and he is on the list for a uh, heart transplant. That's right. So. so- if anybody, if you guys want to send John a note, John at HarryHogFootball.com, give him some encouragement. We were hoping to have him back for this podcast, but he had a few, he got out of the hospital, had a few complications, and had to go back in for a few days. So, um, so he's missing out on this, but hopefully we'll have him back in a week or so. And we, we wanted, did watch, we, wanted, we did watch a preseason game with him a couple of weeks ago, and he did wish that he could jump back in as soon as possible. So, um, anyway, John. If you're listening, and we know you are, <laughs> we need you back next week. We want you back. That's right. We want you back. Meanwhile, filling in for John is this awesome hat by Wanda Nelson, hand-painted <laughs> hand painted on the Del Marva Vintage 1991. You might not be able to see it, but it's, it's this awesome vintage hand-painted trucker's cap that I picked up while I was somewhere up around Ocean City, Maryland, I believe. Yeah. So... If all goes well, dudes, we will uh, be going live with our video podcast tonight so you can see me and Josh's ugly mugs. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, pretty soon we'll have a new website. You want to tell them about that? Yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, but on that note, uh, I just want to point out, you, you do see I'm wearing this number 10 RG3 jersey. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of drama over the past few weeks. I figured this may be my last chance to wear this jersey with RG3 as a Redskin. Who knows? We'll talk about all that in a little while. Thus, the RG3. So, no haters for those of you who are in the RG3 hater camp. And uh, for those of you who are supporters of RG3, here you go. Um, the uh, 
yeah, we're, we've got a new website coming online soon. It'll be should be very much streamlined and easier for us to get data to you uh, about the Redskins, both in a blog format as well as being able uh, for everyone out there to log in, watch our video podcast since we're going that route now after, what, 390 episodes. And uh, also play uh, any or most except for, for sure, except for episode number two, which we still don't know what has ever happened to that episode. So you'll at least be able to play 389 episodes, hopefully, uh, in the near future off the website as well. Subscribe to iTunes, do those kinds of things. But um, it will uh, be harryhogfootball.com. And uh, we also have another web address coming up. It's going to make it very easy once we get that fully fully in uh, swing. So we'll let you guys know the update on that. Yep. So anyway, on to the podcast. Here it is. What do we want to talk <laughs> about first? Let's see. How about the... Let's just touch on the RG3 situation. First of all, I don't know what all these, <laughs> all these um, reports are about RG3 not making the team. Do you see any reason why they wouldn't sign RG3 even if they weren't going to play him? Because, I mean, uh, they've already paid him. So why would they well, want him to go to the Eagles? Well, that's right. I mean, they, they've already paid him. Obviously, we don't need to rehash what everybody else has been talking about this week. But just to touch on it, I mean, um, they paid him what? I forget what the amount was. What, 3.2 or something for this year? Three, three, and, three and some change, million dollars. Um, I think it's like I, six something against the salary cap. <clears throat> but still oh, it's it? already oh, gone. Oh, you're right. It is and it is gone. But they should, you know, if they if they cut him, what's the point in it? I mean, uh hang on to him as long as you can and see if uh you can get some kind of trade for him. Although as we get into week 1, if they're going to try to trade him, um you know, it's going to be harder and harder to do so. I think his value is going to continue to decline. Uh we may have to uh trade him and give a pick away to get something useful for him. No, um, I say keep him, dude. There's no I think reason we should to get rid keep of him. I think we should keep him. And you know what? I think, I mean, there are a lot of, there are two sides to this, right? There's a lot of people that say, well, get rid of him. He's going to be poisoned in the locker room. You want him out of there. You know, he's going to cause nothing but problems. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how he handles it. Um, you know, it, it, it's obviously got to be very humbling for him. Um, you know, there, there's the camp that says, oh, he's not a very good team, big team player. He's all about himself. And then, you know, you hear, you don't know what is truth. You don't have a bunch of players coming out and speaking and saying, you know, what the real situation is uh, in the locker room. Personally, I feel that RG3 is, is a great athlete. I feel he is, I feel he has, uh, still has a lot to offer as an athlete, whether that's to the Redskins or some other team, whether it's here, I don't know. Um, but the question is, you know, is coming up with a lot of people, is he a great football player? I mean, you know, or is he an athlete track star? Um, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. We all saw 2012 and how quickly everybody forgets, you know, uh, before the injuries, before he was ruined by so many things that happened. And, uh, you know, one thing that I wanted to point out, uh, before letting Aaron actually speak again, is um, is that there was all of this talk about RG3 not fitting into Gruden's system. Well, what I kept saying is, what has Gruden really proven with that system? I haven't seen anything 
that's really been proven at this point um, with any type of spectacular new system coming in here uh, that, that Gruden, Gruden brings. And we all know that RG3 is friends with Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder probably wants to keep him in here. Uh, you know, and it could be this week that that um, Dan Snyder just threw up his hands and said, fine, you want to you want to do your play your guy, start Kirk Cousins. Start Kirk and uh, play him. And you've got all the rope, so to speak, to do whatever you want to do. But if that fails, my guy's waiting in the wings. I don't know. Maybe that's the situation. I don't, what are your thoughts on it, Aaron? Dude, first of all, I think that uh, John, Jay, I almost said John, Jay Gruden does not like RG3. Like, why the heck did he have Willie Smith in there blocking for him in that second preseason game, first of all? Willie Smith was a cut afterwards. He didn't, they didn't even wait for the final cuts for that <laughs> dude. He was so bad. It was like, hey, let's see if we can get RG3 injured, and then we don't have to worry about me putting in my guy, Kirk Cousin. And then when he did get injured and was cleared, he's like, hold on, you got to tell him that he's not cleared because that solves a problem for me. So he obviously he doesn't like Kirk Cousins, and that's my conspiracy theory. I mean, he doesn't like RG3. Doesn't but at, like the same, RG3. at the same time, though, by, by him being injured, they can't cut him. And if they keep him on the roster and they put him out there and Jay Gruden does something similar and puts some crappy blockers in front of him and, and RG3 gets hurt during the season and that goes on into the 2016 season – then he's guaranteed $16 million next year. Yeah, I mean, they can't cut him right now, but all these people in the media keep being like, well, as soon as he's cleared to play, they're going to cut Why would they cut him? That's dumb. So he can go to, to the Eagles and kick our butt. Why wouldn't they just put him on IR if they didn't want him in the locker room? Well, that's true. I don't understand what these. I don't even understand what these people are basing this stuff on, unless I just don't understand the deal. Like, why wouldn't you just have? But here's the thing, Kirk Cousins. Are, are we comfortable with Kirk Cousins being our quarterback? Kirk I mean, Cousins, is he a starting quarterback? All right, here's what's going to happen. Kirk Cousins is going to play a few games, in my opinion, and he's going to start throwing. He's going to throw an interception, and he's going to start throwing a bunch of them, and then they're going to be like, "Oh, well, let's bring RG three back in." Are they going to do that, or will Colt McCoy come in behind Kirk Cousins and RG three's the third? I think RG three is going to be the second. If RG three is not the second, then Jay Gruden was lying the entire offseason when he said that RG three was playing the best. Right now he's saying that Kirk Cousins playing the best, but how could he automatically say or you know all or start saying, well, no, now RG three is playing the worst out of our quarterbacks? I I don't know. Um... You know, I gotta say, I did enjoy watching the game uh, this past week, the preseason game with against the Jaguars. With um, it still sounds weird to say the Jaguars against the Jaguars with uh, Colt McCoy. Um, I thought Colt, for the most part, played pretty well. Against, um, yeah, against Scrubs. Scrubs on Scrubs. They had. They were all. You could tell they were all fighting for their jobs. And uh, you know, that's the thing, too, going back to what you said before about what's his name, Willie Smith or, or whatever his name was, blocking for RG3. You know, you got to remember that the games that um, we saw RG3 playing a few series earlier on in preseason, um, he, he did not have Trent Williams blocking for him. Um, he had, like you mentioned, Willie Smith and, and other he had a porous offensive line. It was, to me, it was no different than anything we've seen in the past as far as that offensive line goes. Whereas when Kirk was playing uh, last week, 
Um, to me, the offensive line looked a lot better. The starters actually looked pretty good. They were they were blocking for him. Now, Kurt was taking his drops back and doing his drop back passer thing and all of those things that apparently RG3 said he wanted to become. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think we're just going to have to wait it out and we'll see what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why RG3 had absolutely no time to throw the ball and why why Gruden was calling these plays where he just stayed in the pocket. But then as soon as Kirk Cousins comes in or or Colt McCoy comes in, they're running all these rollouts and, and, and things that RG3 historically is awesome at running. But all this, when RG3 was in there, it's like, we're going to leave him in there to get him killed. I don't he understand. got these super super vanilla plays, and uh, and maybe they were just waiting. They didn't want to give away anything at that point. But I will still, s- why did they why it, did they let Cousins run those plays? Yeah, I don't know. And I will say that there were some plays that RG three wasn't getting rid of the ball on, like you know continuation from last year. But he did seem improved on that. There was a few cases where he wasn't, like the play where he actually got injured on, which is still questionable because it doesn't look like he got hit that hard to me in fact i'm the only person that i know that have said this but earlier in that game he got hit like a few plays before and he got up and they showed him and he was going like this like he was like like shaking shaking his his head head and they didn't say anything about that i wonder if he did get a concussion if he got it then and not on maybe he got it earlier that's what i thought too and then maybe that when he just got hit that last time and he was down he just realized whoa man i'm hurting yeah um but anyway what was i saying i don't know oh yeah I mean, on that play, he ha- actually had a few outlet people to throw it to. Like, I think Chris Thompson was over the middle. But, so he, he wasn't 100% better than last year. He was somewhat better. But still, it seemed almost like a completely different offensive line was in and different play calls were in when he was playing versus the backups. And I don't understand that. I I can't, I still don't understand it. Unless... There's some vendetta against RG3. Or the offensive line just doesn't want to play for RG3. Or something that we don't know about. Like, I don't know. But I'm tired of all the drama. And I want to just watch some football. I agree. So, and um, so, so bring on Kirk Cousins. With, bring on Kirk Cousins. Bring him on, man. If, if Kirk's our guy, let's see it happen. I'm All I want to do is I want the Redskins to win games. And if it's truly what Jay Gruden says, and Kirk Cousins is the guy... Then, then let's go win some games. I mean, you know, time will tell when it comes to that. Or Kirk Cousins, like you said, will bring up, you know, the choke factor will come in again, and he'll uh, he'll throw an interception and get in his head, and you know, not be able to recover from it. And next thing you know, we've got six uh, six interceptions going on. So, yeah. so anyway, I think that's enough about enough about RG three, and let's talk about um, what was next on the uh, itinerary here. Talking about the people that actually made the squad. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the 53-man roster here. All right. Uh, Going down this, let me see if there's any... The only sort of surprises that I see were that Everett, DeShazer Everett, was kind of surprised for me. And Spencer Long, I thought he was going to get cut. I think you mentioned that earlier, but that might have been before the podcast. Dude, I thought it was before we were starting, but I I thought for sure that Spencer Long was gone, man. I thought for the past three games he has sucked. I just um, well, I was yelling cut at that guy every game. He was just getting manhandled. 
He could not stop the defender. I mean, he was just horrible. Yeah, and one dude that I don't even remember seeing in preseason, maybe I was just oblivious to him because I had to watch it all on blocky internet feeds, was this uh, Ty Nitschke guy. What's his name? They made oh, the team yeah. Ty Nitschke. It's N-S-E-K-H-E, however you say that. And I didn't. I don't know what Nisky, he did Nisky. to make the team or not make the team. I, he's really Mr. Invisible as far as I'm concerned. Actually, I thought he looked good. I commented on him in the game this past week that I I thought he was um, he was doing some pretty good a pretty good job blocking. It was pretty impressive. Of course, that was that was third string scrub on scrub. So, yeah, the dudes that stood out to me in the preseason, Jackson Jeff Code, another JJ. He had like three or four team. sacks. He made the team. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Master uh, Houston Bates got cut. And we were hoping he would make the team because that's like an underhand throw for us the entire season. <laughs> underhand throw. Dude, you just wanted to get – you really wanted to get that uh, Master Bates, Bates jersey. I really, wanted Ma- I really wanted the Master to make the team. That's right. <laughs> and he played really well. He had like, he had like four sacks, dude. He had four sacks during he just did. the preseason. He did, but uh, he's on his way, so – but the other standouts to me in the preseason were, of course, Rashad Ross in that last game, who had like oh, twelve catches and like eight hundred yards or something. I think I like Rashad Ross better than Jamison Crowder, honestly. No, I think Jamison Crowder is going to be awesome. They just barely played him because he had he was coming off that injury. How but, about versus Ryan Grant? What do you think about that? Ryan Grant's good too, and I love the fact that we have all these young receiver guys that. Like you saw Rashad Ross, if we can get a few more of those dudes that we actually bring up from the practice squad and they become mm-hmm. solid players, that'll actually turn this franchise you, around. You don't want to know what I was thinking actually for a little bit is that with w- watching this game with Rashad Ross, I mean, he had a huge game and he was making, he was like young Santana Moss with better moves. I mean, I don't know. He was just all over the place making these catches and, um, and then the uh, kick returns, punt returns that he was that he was running back, and I thought, what have we seen in Andre Roberts this year? And how much has Andre Roberts counted against the Caps? You know, you look at Andre Roberts, and he's costing us as much as as uh, Jamison Crowder, Rashad Ross, and Ryan Grant all put together. <laughs> Dude, I thought Andre Roberts was going to get either cut or traded before. That's this. what I thought. I thought that for sure, and it and I, it still could happen. I think. Because we still need a tight end. Uh, we need another tight end. I think that we could see one of these one of these wide receivers going away. I think Andre Roberts. That's my inclination as well. I agree with you, Aaron. I think if, if I had to put money on it right now, which I'm not usually a betting man, but I would put uh, a little something on, hey, Andre Roberts uh, goes away, and um, we pick up another tight end. Now, who that is, I don't know. And, and you know next week. I mean, first of all, we're going to look over the next few days and see who gets cut that we might want to pick up from other teams. But at, after game one, we're going to have Brashad Breeland back. So that means someone else is going to have to get cut. Well, that's true. And that's true. I'm not sure who it's going to be. But I, Andre Roberts, don't be surprised, like you said, if they don't trade him for a tight end or something. <clears throat> and um, Yep. I don't know who that would be. I don't. Uh, I haven't looked recently to see what tight ends were available out there. 
there weren't really any other surprises to me that made the team compared to who got cut. Um, Josh Licorice must have stepped up his game because he's been on the verge of being cut since he was drafted. You know, he came in out of football shape, according to uh, Mike Shanahan, a few years ago. But I'm really excited to actually see. I mean, we never saw all of our starters on the field all through preseason. Like Deshaun Jackson never made the field, and Kerrigan never made the field. Of course, we we didn't even touch on because we haven't done a podcast in so long that Gallette was going to be opposite of um, Kerrigan, right? And then he got injured like his first day on the field. Junior came and went while we were on our hiatus. I mean, uh, <laughs> we we never got to talk about him at all. Junior he was like, came and went. Junior came and went. That's the name of this episode, by the way. Junior came. Junior and went. came and went. <laughs> so, so anyway, I mean, yeah. So, um, who knows, dude? I mean, there's so much. Preston Smith. He looks like he's going to be a solid player just from preseason and of course pot roast was tearing it up dude he was absolutely and i will say kurt cousins you know in that last preseason game i'm sorry the third preseason game where he threw that stupid interception like right at the line bounced back and didn't throw anymore so maybe they're hopeful that he's got whatever the psychological problems out of the way and he'll be able to uh bounce back from that stuff and have a good season oh I'd be if remiss if I didn't put, dude my most exciting player from the preseason was Matt Jones that guy was incredible that dude's a beast he's going to be such a great running back I think um I, I could see he and Alfred Morris sharing a lot of load together um, <laughs> um Chris you get you guys get to see us now when we make these jokes and laugh at each other um <laughs> Uh, Chris Thompson, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think we've got a good, uh, solid core as far as the uh, running backs are concerned. Yeah. And oh, and I also pointed out how if we can start, you know, grooming these guys from the practice squad, like Rashad Ross, another dude that fits into that is Jackson ja- Jackson Jeffcoat, another JJ. Right. Because that guy had like, I don't know, three or four sacks in the preseason. Yeah, he was looking great. And he was on he was on the practice squad last year, and now he's on the team. So congratulations to him. Yeah. So I mean, let's talk about our defensive line for a second, since we're talking about Jackson Jeffcoat and defense. We've got still got Jason Hatcher. Obviously, you mentioned Pot. Uh, uh, what's his name? Pot Wrist. Terrence, Terrence Knight. Knight. Terrence Knighton. Yeah. Stephen P. How do you say it? Pay. P. A. We call him Paella. So I don't know. Paella. Stephen Paella. Chris Baker. Um, Ricky Jean Francois. Chet Frenchie. Chet Frenchy and uh, Kedrick Golston and then uh, Frank Ke- Frank Curse. Uh, <laughs> hopefully he's not a curse that he's Frank on the Curse. Team. Frank Curse. Well, he wasn't he on the practice squad last year? I think he was. He was some. Um, he had something involved with the Redskins. Anyway, mm-hmm. hey dude, we'd also like to point out that we're going with a slightly new format with the podcast now that we're also doing video to keep the. Um, size down so to speak we're trying to go with half hour shows instead of hour long ones so we'll see uh, how that goes (laughs) we'll see how it goes but it's tough to stifle us but with that in mind um do you want to go into aaron's precarious predictions so we can get those out of the way i think we should let's just touch on let's take one more minute here and just touch on a couple more things um we talked you talked about keenan robinson uh did, did weren't you talking about him earlier nope 
Oh, maybe who are you talking about? Oh, you were saying Brashad Breeland. And I don't know why I'm thinking Keenan Robinson. Uh, so, I mean, linebackers, you know, we've got, um, I think we could be looking for another linebacker, either outside or inside. Uh, I think we could see that's one spot in the roster that we could see some moves coming up in the next uh, week or so as we uh, as we really get into it before game one. Um, um, I, I wanted to say that I was a little disappointed in David Amerson on the defense. He just seemed... <laughs> He's still bad. They said he like made I, all these strides and stuff. It was like crappy strides. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but we have this guy at cornerback now that is, uh, what's his name, DeShazer Everett? Yeah, he came out of nowhere and made the team. He did. out, Literally out of nowhere. He and Justin Rogers. Just in time. I mean, Justin Rogers. Yeah. So his name is Just in Time. And, um, and don't forget about um, the dude from Virginia Tech. What's his name? Or is he a safety? Deshaun Goldston? Goldson? No, no, Who? no. He's the guy we got from Tampa Bay. Right, right, right. Who are you oh, talking may- about? Maybe he's a safety. Uh, 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 Keish- Keishon Jarrett. Keishon Jarrett? Sorry, he's yeah. a safety. So he's yeah. he looks, it looks like we're uh, what's his face? Um, McLuhan is doing a pretty good job of shaping up that defense, which sucked for so long. He is, but I can see one of these D backs going away, like we to make room for another linebacker. I think we can use another linebacker, and I think we've got one too many defensive backs. Well, one of these D one of these D backs is going to have to go away to make room for Breland. So you're saying that there's probably going to be two. I can see two. I don't know. We'll see. I think we can see two of those guys not on the team or move them to the practice squad um, and us picking up another linebacker. Um, All right. You know, just just overall, we'll sum it up and then go into Aaron's precarious predictions. So that's 25 offensive players right now, 25 defensive players, three specialists. Um, 16 of these players are completely new to the Redskins organization this year. So – there's quite a large number of new players on the field. Yep. This includes, what, seven draft picks, I think? Yeah. Yeah, I think the only draft pick that got cut was... Uh... Crap. Now I'm on the spot. Who was he? It wasn't Spencer Long. No, I mean this year's draft pick. Oh, that that Reuter guy, the center. Writer. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. He got cut. He got... Hold on. This is for John. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so and anyway. to the rest of you guys out there who got cut. God. Yeah. One more one more time. One more time. So anyway. All right. So I'm going to go into my precarious predictions because it's a tradition here. And I'm going to change it up this year, dudes. Do you have music for that? Like background music? Uh, how about this? Is that good? Okay. Can you hear it? Yeah, tone it down a little bit. Is that good? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, week one. I'm going to run through this really quick because we're trying to stay in this shortened format. Can't listen to Macho Man while you do this. Okay. Let me play something else. Then. Uh, what other music do I have on here? How about this? <laughs> All right. Turn it way down. Way down. All right. Here we go. Is that good? Yeah, sure. All right. Precarious predictions. Week one, Redskins take on the Dolphins at home, opening day. (laughs) Captain Kirk at the helm. Uh, We're going to win this game 21 to 13. 
Week two, we fight up against the Rams again at home. A team that's like pushing it in our face, the whole RG3 trade for those picks. But you know what? What have they done with their picks? And we're going to come in there and slap them upside the face. And we are going to beat these guys 28-3 to go to Who's that? Who do we play week two? The Rams. Oh, gotcha. Week three at the New York Giants. Eli, uh, hold on, I need more music. Eli, <laughs> I need some music. I can't find any music. All right, hold on, hold on. Where's gonna... that nacho music? Nacho, 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 nacho. Come on, we got to have that. That's all the way from like season one. Uh, from That's from like 10 years ago when we started this podcast. Hey, this, this music will be better for this. Ready? All right, okay. All right. Turn it down low. Turn it down low. All right, here we go. Okay, so here we go. Week, uh, what week was on? The Giants? Week three. Week three at week, New York Giants. Week three at New York Giants. It's going to be Eli Manning, Big Head, Kazoo, at his house in the Ghetto Lands or whatever the new stadium is. <laughs> Big Head Kazoo. Haven't we been like swept by them for like four straight years quietly? They always beat us. They always like run up like 150 yards on us, but not I this pulled up. I don't know. I pulled up a thing that said we swept the Giants, and that was like 2007 or 8. <laughs> well, this year we're going to run up on them. We're going to start off with Alfred Morris, a healthy dose of him. And it's going to be one of those low-scoring games. It's going to be 13-9, to the Redskins, but it's going to be Matt Jones at the very end of the game is going to push one over the goal line on fourth and one and we're going to win this game 13 to 9 13 to 9 over the Giants mm-hmm. alright next week October 4th we're going to go up against the Eagles I'm going to be in Orlando for this one what's that have to do with it? Well, I always tell people when I'm going to Disney World anyway Redskins playing the Eagles at home. Tim Tebow's not going to be their quarterback. It's either going to be Dirty Sanchez or uh, who's their other quarterback? Geno Smith or something? Yeah, because um, what's-his-face got cut? Tim Tebow. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Captain Kirk's going to go in there. Alfred Morris is just going to be wreaking havoc. By this point, he's going to be hundreds of yards ahead of the second-place running back in the league. We're going to beat the Eagles. They're going to try to like do that whole clock thing, you know, where they like run down the clock and try to run a million plays. But they won't be able to because they're going to have three and outs against our outstanding defense and pop race. We're going to win this game 28-17. to 17. Then we're next week, October 11th, we're going up against the Falcons. And they're Hold on. Ho- I, I just want to point out, by week four, RG3 could be starting for the Eagles. Go ahead. No, he's still going to be on the Redskins. Mark my words. The next week against the Falcons. Oh, dude, they're going to be more horrible than we are. We're going to go in there, and we're just going to completely annihilate them. It's going to be like the 1991 playoffs all over again when they held the Redskins helmet up on the field with Jerry Glanville and then got destroyed when they had MC Hammer dancing on their sideline. It's going to be like the similar thing, except we're going to go in there and beat them 44-7. to Next week at the Jets. Seriously, dudes, they're way worse than us. That game is going to be a debacle as far as the Jets are concerned. I'm thinking it may be an NFL record. 74-3. to 74-3. 74-3? Three. To three? Which will then erase that horrible game from the Redskins' history as being the worst defeat ever. 
That's against the Jets. That's crazy. That's a crazy prediction. I do not. I can't see that. Then we're going up against the Bucks. There's no way, dude. You need to rethink that one. We're going up against the Bucks. Our yearly visit. 28 to 17. That's me on the Jets. 28 to 17. Go ahead. I said 74 to 3, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Okay. The next week against the Bucks. Um, this is going to be a revenge game for John. The only game I've ever seen John leave early or turn off even on TV early was last year when we were at that Bucks game. This year it's going to be redemption for him. The Redskins are going to go in to FedEx Field and pound the Bucks. 31 to 3. Deshaun Jackson will have two touchdowns in that game. 31 to 31 to 3. 31 to 3. Then we have the hated Patriots, Deflate Gate. The cheaters. Don't forget they beat us 55 to nothing a few weeks years ago, and I'll never forget it. This game, we're going into Foxborough Stadium. In outside of Boston, Massachusetts. And it's gonna be a fight. But we will prevail in that game. 17 to 10, Redskins. What? What's the score? 17 to 10. Are you keeping track of these to see how close they get? Yeah, I'm writing them down, man. You have We're like gonna a, go on the podcast. You have like a notepad. I can. See I got it. a tally, man. It's, it's right here. So what does that make us? Nine and zero. Yeah. It makes us nine and zero. Okay. Well, the next week we're playing the Saints at home. Drew Brees and company is going to come in, and this is going to be a shootout. I tell you, a shootout. Garcon, two touchdowns. Deshaun Jackson, two touchdowns. Your dog, Rashad Ross, one touchdown. My dog, Matt Jones, one touchdown. And John's dog, Alfred Morris, one touchdown. How many touchdowns is that? Seven? I don't know. Why not say there's going to be a surprise appearance by Chris Cooley with a touchdown? Go ahead. Redskins win this game against the Saints, 56-44. to 44. The defenses don't show up for this one. That's a home game for us, right? Yeah. Next game, and that's for my birthday, because that was one day before my birthday. Next week, Redskins v. Panthers in Charlotte. Down in, Car- down in Carolina, where Aaron was belligerent. <laughs> where I was, where I was, um, what's the word? I was um, barred you're from asked, ever attending a game there. never to return. <laughs> I was asked never, ever to return again to whatever that Citibank Stadium is, or Bank of America, or whatever. Anyway, this game, they will be glad I didn't show up because the Redskins are going to go in there and show those fake Carolina fans who jumped ship as soon as they got a team and left the Redskins as fans. We're going to go in there and show them who the real team is. Redskins will win this game in Carolina 34-13. You got that? I got it, 34-13. Week 12, against the Giants at home. This is going to be another tight game because it's a division game, and it's going to be kind of boring, I'm going to tell you right now. Wait, is week 11 our bye week? No, week 11 was the Panthers. What week is our bye week? Uh, Eight, week eight. So week nine is the Pats? Yeah. Gotcha. So I guess we were only eight knowing it after the Pats game. So anyway, uh, what was I talking about? The Giants. Oh, yes. This is going to be kind of a boring game. It's going to be one of those like late 
season, mid-late season when it's getting cold games and right after Thanksgiving. It's going to be kind of boring. It's going to be 17-14 Washington. Alfred Morris with two touchdowns. Kai Forbath adds another chip shot field goal. And uh, Gazoo tosses a touchdown pass, and then they, their fullback gets another one. So 17-14 Washington against the Giants, November 29th. Then December 7th, it's a, it's a, what, Monday night game against the Cowboys? Or Sunday night? I don't know. I think Monday. This is at home. December 7th, Redskins, Cowboys, you know it's going to be crazy. It's hard to tell what's going to happen. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that the Redskins are going to win this one 13-3. 13-3. And at that point, RG3 may be starting for Dallas. <laughs> and Dallas, Dallas's only points are going to come after Tony Romo does one of those butt-cheek plays where he gets out of a sure sack and throws a bomb, and they get tackled. Where he's like, Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. Anyway, next week, Redskins at the Bears, December 13th. It's going to be cold up there at at Shoulder State. (laughs) Soldier Stadium. Soldier Field. Sorry. Redskins will be playing the Bears, who are supposed to be worse than us or about the same. (laughs) How can we be worse? We could be a lot worse because at this point in the season, we're going to be, what, 12-0? And we've scored 320 points on the season already. Well, the Redskins are going to go up against the Bears, and this is going to be one of those running games, and Matt Jones is going to come through in the fourth quarter after Alfred Morris wears them down throughout the first three. It's going to be a hard-fought game. Redskins are going to win it, though, 17-6 to at Soldier Stadium, Soldier Field. Then Redskins v. the Bills at home on December 20th in time for Christmas. Um, the Bills have a pretty good defense, but Captain Kirk and squad are going to carve it up like the Christmas turkey. Redskins, I mean, what? Kirk we have Cous- to go to this game. Kirk Cousins was going to throw for two, three touchdowns, and Alfred Morris is going to add another one on the ground. Redskins win this game, twenty-eight to seventeen. What does that make us? Fourteen and zero. Yep. Very next week at the Eagles, who we can't stand. Um, this game is just going to be a debacle for the Eagles. A super debacle. I'm talking 45 nothing Washington. And that's a night game. And then we round up our season against the Cowboys. At this point in the season... Wait, wait, what was the Eagles game? 45 to nothing. Did you say that? Yeah. 45 to nothing. See, that's quite a prediction. Redskins, last game of the season, as usual, they try to add drama, make it against the Cowboys. But this is what's going to happen. The Redskins are just going to shellac the Cowboys. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be embarrassing for the Cowboys. I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of 54 to nothing Washington in the season with two straight shutouts to go into the playoffs 16-0. All the media is going to be writing how you know, they predicted this in the beginning of the season, even though they didn't. Harry Hog Football, yours truly, the only person to predict Redskins 16-0 this season. Mark it down, take it to Vegas, bet on it. That's what's going to happen. I do want to point out that for the season, that means we scored 447 points. It's pretty good. 
I don't know how that goes on the all-time list for scoring points, but it's got to be up there. Well, in 2012, there were 11 teams that scored at least 400 points. Yeah, but how many did we surrender? Uh, I'd have to add those up. 28. Not as many. <laughs> 28 points. Not as many. Not as many. Anyway, uh, so yeah, basically uh, that is it, dudes. And I think I think that we need to round this thing up. Round it out this week. Hopefully next week we'll have John back. What do you think, dude? I hope we get John back next week. I was just adding up these points, and it looks like... Oh, no, that's not correct. Anyway, um, yeah, I hope we get John back next week. Um, I don't know, a little hog slop. There's really not a lot of hog slop. Everything is all about drama with the Redskins this week. We're all going to be sitting on our hands and waiting to see what's going to happen with... RG3 and final roster spots that shift around. Um, but the game is win. We're going to do a cast before the next game. Yep. Eric, will we cast again before the next game? We will cast again after the first game. Okay. So we'll talk to so. you guys after the Redskins are 1-0. We'll have John back with us. That's right. Um, yep. Everyone that was asking about the league, John is trying to when he's able to give me commissioner status so I can somehow set up the draft. So send me an email, Aaron at Red, Aaron at HarryHogFootball.com to make sure that you're included in the league. If I can get it set up before the first game on Thursday. So, um, hail to the Redskins. Keep John in your prayers. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. Joke. Joke.